Good Friday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer. Glad to have you with us for the program today. How the heck are you? I hope you're doing fantastically. Yes, is the show where we brief you and what's happening today. At least some of it. And we talk about it. So if you want to talk about it with us, you can do that by giving us a call on the brew lines. Or you can text us on Wendy Chevy text line. It's available for you 24-7. A lot of people like it and use it. It's fantastic. The number, 918-756-3646. Jump in there, get involved. Don't be scared. 918-756-3646. Lock it in. Bye, guys. And, 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 and come on in here. So we'd love to talk to you. We do podcast the program. It's out there on Spotify and Google and Apple and Stitcher. And I'm not sure if there's anywhere else. But anyway, love love to have you come in here and talk to you this morning. Good morning, David. How are you, partner? Glad to have you with us for the show today. It is Friday. Did we mention that? It's Friday. Finally. Finally Friday. And it's time to take a look at the weather forecast, see what we got out there. We got what do we got? 72, so still warm, but we got some we got some massive changes coming in the in the weather. We do have some rain uh, forecast today. A 40% chance of rain, let's see, after 1 o'clock today. It's coming. I, I saw it on the radar. I'll tell you about that in a second. 50% chance of rain tonight after 1 a.m., cloudy 47. That's cool. And tomorrow, I wished I had better news tomorrow, but, man, I do not have good news for the Pecan Festival tomorrow, the Chili Festival. Showers and thunderstorms. And uh, I've, I've looked at the hourly. It, it's it's going to be all day, it looks like. Chance of rain tomorrow, 90%, and a high of 55 degrees. One to two inches possible. That's quite a bit. Tomorrow night, 90% chance of rain and 39 degrees. That's cold. Sunday, 90% chance of rain and cold. Temperatures falling to around 39 degrees by 5 o'clock on Sunday. And north winds 20 to 30 to boot. So that's miserable. Uh, Sunday night down to 30 degrees, blustery, north winds 20 to 35, and raining sideways. Nasty. Monday, going to be sunshine coming back and a cool 45 degrees, north winds 20 to 30. Monday night, widespread frost, clear, and 26 friggin' degrees. Monday night. <laughs> Dang. Tuesday, 49, north winds. Tuesday night, 20. Two degrees. Who ordered this? My gosh. Somebody not living right over there. Wednesday, widespread frost, 49 degrees. Wednesday night, 30 degrees. We got three nights of freezing or four. Thursday, we're warming it all the way up to 57 degrees. And southerly breezes returning. So we got some nasty weather coming. Uh, uh, we, it, 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 it come. And let's take a look at the, the, the temperatures and see what we got around the state real quick. What do we got? We got 30s in the panhandle right now. 35 at Kenton, 33 in Eva, 35 at Hooker. This cold out there. Mom's out there about 45 degrees out in Sayre. 50s right in the middle. We got a 71 in Washington. And we got 70s on our part of the state. We got 40-degree difference almost from one side of the state to the other. Unbelievable. Well, there's Bernieville, 75. That's 40 degrees. I did the math in my head just like that. I know it. It's impressive. Anyway, it's it's fixing to get nasty. The, the rain right now. Let me just zoom it on in here. Come on by. Come on by. Here it is. It is. It's, it's, it looks like a squall line, but it, I don't know if you'd call it that this time of year or not. It's just a straight up and down line. It's not very big. And it's just west of Bristow. And it stretches kind of all the way down south of Oklahoma City, all the way up to Barnsdale. Uh, and it's just a big old, and it's not its not a lot of rain. It's just coming, but it's, it's heading this way. And it's uh, down around Shawnee, and it's up, you know, west of Bristow, Depew. It's coming this way, and going to get a little rain. I don't think it's going to rain unless something else develops for football tonight. But And speaking of football, we have uh, Henrietta taking on Roland tonight at Henrietta. This game will be broadcast live on the Brew TV Sports with Sam Harbin live video stream. So check that out. It's on our website at listentothebrew.com is a website, and you can watch it on your big screen TV. It's awesome like that. So check that out. That's goodness right there. 
All right. All right. All right. Let's go to check the Windy Chevy text line. We got Fayroy in here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you in here. Appreciate that. And what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about Windy Chevy. Today is the October 27th. And that means the deals are uh, that they have going right now. The employee pricing and the oil change deals are gone at the end of the month, uh, which is right around the corner. Like it's just right there. So this is the 27th. October has what? 31 days in it. So you do the math. It's, it's winding down. It's over at the, look. I've been telling you for a while now about the $30 oil change, $60 if it's get, if it's a diesel, and it's all done within an hour, it's free. If you don't get that done, well, that's on you, okay? Because that's a heck of a deal, and everybody knows it. So don't miss that on that, all right? Don't, don't do it. And then you could get your cheap deal, too, because like on your car, like the employee pricing is what the employees pay, all right? And that's cheap. Fayroy's checking in. Let's go to the phone line. Say, good morning, Fayroy. How are you, partner? Okay, buddy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Well, let me tell you something. That, uh, that oil change that they do down there at Wendy's, they do a thorough thing for you. They, uh, they check and see if there's anything wrong with your vehicle. It's a good deal. If, if you want your oil change and, and an evaluation of vehicles in shape or change, you better go check it out. Did you get that done yesterday? I did. Good, good. So they check it out. They'll give you an inspection, lube, oil, filter, check your check your windshield wipers and your hoses and whatnot, get you ready for wintertime, which is, by the way, coming this weekend. I mean, good night. Can you believe those temperatures? It's going to get nasty. Well, you're a good one to get in there and get that done. You're smart. See, I knew you're smarter than you sound. Well, thanks to the crowd. <laughs> Definitely smarter than you look. I mean, there's no question. Well, okay. I was just going to say that that if anybody needs an oil change, or that'd be a good deal, just like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you did that, and thanks for the testimonial, partner. Okay. Bet you. All right. You stay dry and you stay warm, okay? All right. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Yes, well, I, we talked yesterday. I, he, he got in there and got her done. So it's your turn. Get it done. Good morning, Tony. Welcome to the program. She says it's a feel-good Friday. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess it, it's a feel-good Friday. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. All right, so what, what do we got happening in the world? We got So so look, real, real quick, we'll talk about the, the Pecan Festival is going on. It started yesterday. It's going on today. And and uh, the activities are listed. It's 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 happening. What have we got today? Today it starts at uh, eleven o'clock this morning. The food vendors will be out there. The crafts, arts and crafts vendors. This is going to be the best day, like as far as the weather. You got to get out there today. The pecan bake off entry started at nine o'clock this morning, nine to ten. And eleven o'clock pecan bake off winners will be announced. Eleven to close carnival in the kids zone. And it says the brew is broadcasting live today. That is not true. That is tomorrow. I don't know whether that ever showed up, but anyway, it's not, not the case. And it says a live entertainment tonight, eight 30 to 10, 10 30. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, I hope it's not raining or anything. I don't think it's going to tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go down. I mean, they're not canceling it. I mean, you can't just do it next weekend. So, um, just, uh, you know, gear up. You got raincoats. Come on out and, and see what happens. I, it could be the most fun pecan festival and chili festival ever. I don't know how it's going to shake out tomorrow. I do not know. But they're not canceling. Uh, that I know of. That if we get any information from them that, you know, something's changed, I'll let you know right here on the brew. Okay. We'll put the information right here on this radio station. I don't know if they'll put it up on the billboard or not. The old electronic billboard, but we're going to, we'll put it on the radio station for you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what else we got? All right. What have you? All right. So what's happening? We, we got, we got to check in the news. Did you, did you guys, have you seen the uh, Mike Johnson, the, the new speaker of the house? He's from Louisiana, Republican, uh, you know, I, 
We'll just have to see, right? We'll have to see what he does. I like him. I saw him on Hannity last night, a big, long interview with him. Hannity had him on, first interview. He's, he's very polished. He's uh, he's sharp. Like, he's, he's sharp. Like, he's on top of the game, I think. It looks like. He, he, he appears to be a good Christian type of guy. He's, he looks very smart. He, he's measured. He's, uh, I don't want to say slick. I just want to say he's just polished. He's, he's got his game together. Like he, he's, he's not going to be frazzled. I don't think he, I think his track record looks pretty good. He's the new speaker. Anyway, so we'll have to see how it all shakes out so far. I, I kind of like the guy. He does want to break up the funding. He doesn't want to tie it all together with Israel and Ukraine and the southern border. Like, oh, what's his name? I almost said Obama. <laughs> Probably who it is. Anyway, so I don't see how that all shakes out. You know, it's he's the guy. If you have an opinion about him, I'd be glad to hear about it. So I did watch all that. Uh, we did also strike... Syria yesterday. We got another caller coming. Let's just see what we got here. Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, thanks for calling the show. You're on the air. Good morning. Happy Friday. Oh, my goodness. Happy, happy Friday to you, too, sir. Yeah, where's the biscuits and gravy? That's what I'd like to know. I don't have them yet. Yeah. Hey, have you have you done any more of the garlic salt on your eggs? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I hadn't been making them. The old wife's been making them. So you, you said that you had tried it once. You thought that was pretty decent. I, you can put garlic salt on anything, man. I put garlic salt on hamburgers, Amen. everything. Amen. Brother. Yeah. I, uh, you know, you're talking about that fellow, the guardian. Yes, sir. Mike Johnson. Like he's really polished. Like you say. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the proof is going to be in the pudding. It always is. But, uh, you know, right after they announced them getting that seat, they probably wasn't even 30 minutes. One of the one of the uh, news agencies had a crawler saying he was the most inexperienced person to hold the Speaker of the House position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't take long for the left to start attacking. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, how, how much experience do you have to have? Because the ones ain't in there, or been in there, ain't been worth dickety day. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not like you, you've been, you know, he's been in there seven years. He was ahead of a a lot of committees. He's been on a ton of important committees. He's been busy. I mean, I saw the whole list yeah. of all the committees this is by, this guy's been on since he's been in there for seven years. You know, yeah, it's like a he's got a hell of a resume. He, he's a lawyer. He, uh, you know, he's he's smart guy. And, and you know, they'll figure out how to do the gavel. You know, where to hit the gavel, and you know, all that. You know, that's yeah. that's, that's the least of our worries at this point. One thing I like about it. You know, like I say, it's still all fresh and brand new and got the wow factor. I think that he hasn't been in there long enough to be swayed by, you know, the deep staters or whatever you want to call it. Right, right. You know, the, the politicians. Yeah. So he doesn't, to me, he doesn't have a personal agenda or a money agenda to sway his directions. Well, like you said in the beginning, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll have to wait and see, right? I mean, so yeah. it appears good right now. He, I think he was a Trump supporter from from what I gather, and he's he's uh you know he's against abortion. He's pro life. He's uh, I think he's hopefully he'll be fiscally sound and and want to quit spending all the money and and all that. So you know, just like I said, it will play out, and we'll see how how, how it rolls. But yeah, you know, one thing that I haven't seen anybody trashing him about you know doing the doing the, the talking about god you know and all this oh no they have no no they there was a picture of him and a bunch of people kneeling down and, and praying um i think it was the night before he got elected or whatever it was 
and they were sl- Christians were slamming it. You know, you're not supposed to have public display of uh, spirituality or something goofy like that. You know, and and they were hammering this whole deal like it was just a big show and you know whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah fellow Christians coming out, you know, because. And they used the old the story about the Pharisees. You know, the Pharisees used to pray in public so they'd be seen by everybody, and Jesus was against that, like going to your closet and pray in private and stuff like that. You know, but that's not to, Jesus was not saying don't ever show any kind of you know dedication to God in public. That's not what the the point was. Don't do it for that reason, yeah. right? I mean, it's not like saying don't ever pray in public. Don't don't ever you know let anybody see you pray every food or no. That's not what Jesus was saying. It's like just don't don't make a show of it on purpose. So anyway, it was kind of stupid. But yeah, it, it, they were already attacking him for that too. Oh yeah, well, something that I've always believed in, and it, it is handed down from grandpa and dad both, is, is when you're talking to talk, be seen and be seen. All right. You know, if that's the way you're gonna, if that's the way you're gonna, you know, want to be portrayed, you gotta, you gotta be seen doing it. You know, you gotta be walking, walking the walk that you're talking. Gotcha. Well, old Grandpa kind of knows some stuff, don't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's things that you can, you know, I hate to reference, you know, keep referencing back to Trump, but you know, there was things that he did. He he was seen doing it. Yeah. Me that holds, you know, that holds a little bit of weight with me. It always has. Huh. Somebody saying that they want to do something, or going to do something, and you actually see them doing it. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know, talk is cheap, and so yeah, yeah. It's it it, it it matters in the deeds, and, and just start looking at people. Andrew Carnegie said, "The older I, the older I get, the less I I listen to people. The more I just watch them, see what they do. You know." Yeah. So you learn a lot by watching, you learn a lot by watching, you learn a lot by listening. Well, who was that? What was that one saying? You see a lot by observing. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to watch and see how it happens. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, buddy. Have a good one. Hey, thanks for your call. Appreciate that a lot. Appreciate your opinions here on a brew. 918-756-3646. Is the number text or call, by the way, if you want to get in there, got something here on the windy Chevy text line. Oh, it's Vicky sending a meme. Hi, with a bunny rabbit. Hey, good morning to you. What, what is happening? So, so, so what were we talking about? We were talking about the, the strike. We were talking about the, so we, we had some F-16 bombers go over and uh, bomb some, some uh, places in Syria yesterday. You probably heard that U S fighter jets bombed Syria yesterday. Well, and it's about time. Now, they only bombed an, an ammunition depot and a weapons storage facility, which is great. They, they don't know if they kill anybody or not, but it wasn't targeting people. It was targeting munitions and weapons, and they have attacked us 16 times in the last two weeks, they being particularly Iran through its proxy sources. They've t- attacked our bases all over the Middle East. That you probably already know. And so finally, the Biden administration says, well, we better do something. They're attacking our military bases. We've got dozens of American soldiers wounded. And an American contractor has died from a heart attack hiding from the attack, from what I understand. And so finally, we retaliate in some some fashion. Now, here's a little clip from Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis. He's on the uh, Clinton News Network, and he's talking with this nasty lady about uh, defending U.S. troops. If somebody harms a U.S. service member, harm one hair on their head, uh, they will have hell to pay uh, if I'm president. We're not going to let people take pot shots at our military members. Uh, Iran should know that. Anybody should know that. We are going to defend our people. And that would be a U.S. military response? It means we will defend our people and we will do what we need to do to say you don't mess with American troops. Okay. And he's a former service person as well, as you may know. He served our country. And that's the kind of stance you got to have. You don't take pot shots at our people. You can't attack us for, for you know two weeks, 16 different attacks. 
And then we finally round up something and, and throw a little bomb over or two at your munitions depot. They're attacking our soldiers and we're attacking their weapons as a proportional response. You know, it's all about proportionality. Don't hit him too hard. I, I don't know, man. I mean, we, we're too politically correct with our responses. I think sometimes we need a we need somebody like that. And, and Trump was the same way. Like you will have hell to pay. What is that? What is that saying in a movie? I'm coming and hell's coming with me. That's one of my favorite shows. That's a good show. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? That's the old cowboy show. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, anyway, it's good. And they need to know that. And see, Trump was that way. He 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 was on the Rush Limbaugh show one time. And he said, you don't F around. But he didn't say F. He, he went on out with it. You don't F around with America. Yeah, we will destroy you. Don't even think about it. And DeSantis coming out saying, you don't touch one hair on a head of a service member and you will have hell to pay. You're not going to sit around and take pot shots at our, our military and expect nothing to happen. My gosh. And a phone is ringing off the wall this morning. Let's go back to the phone lines. Good morning. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, your movie was Tombstone. Tombstone. That's what it was. That's what it is. that the line? I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Is that how it goes? Something, yeah. like, something like that. That was a great show, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I got the movie. Oh, yeah. We got I, do the movie. I do too. That's a good one. Good. I thought Doc Holliday was the best one in that movie. Oh, he's good. He's so good. Val Kilmer. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Now I see old Langford getting, Langford getting on there, trying to pass the bill, and the Senate trying to pass that to make, uh, where the government never shuts down. If you get whatever money they can have going, they just keep going. And he, and he said, and we got to stay there. Like school until it gets done. Yeah. I wish he had the same attitude for our border and for not giving money to Ukraine. Yeah, I think he probably saw it on our border, but I don't he does like to give money to Ukraine. I, I think that's that's right. I, I'm against all that. You know, but I, I don't know very much either because I'm not not very smart and <laughs> I just think like we can't afford it, and like look, we've just done all we can do. I, I know we don't want Putin to win, and we don't want Putin to win. The, I mean, I get all that, you know, I, I understand, but it doesn't mean you break your damn country trying to do it. Okay, if we don't have the money, then we don't have the money, and you can't just keep printing it into infinity and expect it to be okay. That's just not how it's going to work. That's all. Well, that's like Mullen said. Well, we made a deal with them. We gave them our word. Well, how about our word to the American people to take care of them? You know, and there's nobody else even talking about that. Have you ever heard? Have you heard any other politicians say anything about that 1994 treaty? No. 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 <laughs> nobody says anything about that. I, don't, I, I think he thought that was some strong point that he could say. And I, I look at. I like Mullen. But, you know, that gives him the excuse to say, well, we got to do it. We got to do it. We got to send money. We said we'd do it back in 1994. Like, nobody's going on, on, off that deal except you. And I don't know why you picked that one, and that's that's your foundation for sending money to Ukraine. But I ain't buying it. Again, we got to take care of us first. And if there's money left over, by all means, let's help whoever needs to be helped the most. But not until then. Biden wants to $104 billion, and he wants $14 billion for Israel, $5 billion for our border, for the aliens, yeah. and the rest of it to go to Ukraine. I know. I know, man. It's disgusting. And he wants to bundle it all together because he knows that everybody wants to support Israel. And, you know, he's not going to get the money for Ukraine if he doesn't tie it all together. So I don't think it's going to come. I, I, don't, I guarantee you Mike, Mike Johnson's not going to bundle that together. I don't know if he's got the stay on that, but if he does, he's not going to bundle that together. He said last night on the interview, we're going to bifurcate that and split that apart, and we're not doing that together. So we'll see. That's good. It is good. Well, I'll get off here. I should keep busy. Okay. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it.
All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. 918 People weighing in today, and I appreciate it. Let me check the good. Let me check the old Wendy Chevy text line. There's a good morning. Good morning. Back at you. Bye, gosh. Good morning. That line is from Pale Rider. No, no, it was Tombstone. Tombstone. Wrong again. Okay, Tony's weighing in. She says, in my opinion, President Biden does not have a firm grasp on what war actually means. <laughs> Tony, he doesn't have a firm grasp on any kind of thing. Reality, where the bathroom is, nothing. She goes on to say, he thinks this is a game where he can call the enemy the other team and giving coaching advice like, don't hit them too hard. This is not peewee football. It's war. Yeah, our president is a bad joke on the world. It, he's, he's a horrible bad joke. He has no idea what the hell's going on, where he is, what's happening. And we are in ominous times. We are in very ominous times. I mean, this is the last man on the planet you want in charge of America, right? Of American troops, the commander in chief, this Oatmeal for Brains is our commander-in-chief. This is a disaster. This is where we are. Hey, you Democrats out there that put this together, I hope you're happy now, okay? It's hard to throw it on you, but this is your man you were so proud of because you hated Trump so badly. You just couldn't stand the mean tweets and the orange man. You hated the $1.87 fuel. I know, terrible. He's such a mean person. He's so brash. So here's what you got instead. Just look around. This is what you get. Policies matter. Okay, quit voting personality so much. Can we can we get off a of personality for five minutes and vote for policy? What are the platforms? What are the beliefs these people have? What are the policies are they going to put into place? Let's quit voting on whether they're, you know, thin and trim and got abs or if they, how they look, do their teeth wide. I mean, we got to vote on what, what policies are going to work for America and then our allies, right? That's what we need to do. Policies matter. And I, I, I'd say that over and over and over back when Trump was president, like, look, I know he's brash. He does dumb things. He says stupid things. But his policies are solid, man. Like, I mean, look, he hires dumb people, but his policies are working. They're working around the world. They're working here at home. He's, he, he's, it's, it's common sense. Stop the border. Stop the influx. It's common sense, okay? And if we've got bad deals, these bad trade deals, if they're bad, rip them up and start over and force them into a better deal. And it's what he did. NAFTA, you know, all this stuff. Paris Accord, terrible. Get out of it. Okay. The Iran deal was, was horrible. Get out of it. Stop it. And he did. He had so many good policies that were working in America. No wars. Nobody, you know, it was just economy, policies, 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 policies. But everybody's voting on personality. Hey, okay. Can we, can we, can we, can we look at some policies? Right, next time we get ready to vote. Let's do that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Somebody says, I like the input of the new caller. Sounds like big Dan. Find a name for him. Like you did for Fayroy. I'm going to have to get a name for that guy. I'll, I'll think of something. <laughs> we'll come up with something. Hey, we got to pay some bills around this place. Uh, we got them. Bills keep coming in. I don't know. They just never stop. And we'll, we'll have to take a break to do that, but we will come back. There's lots to talk about. We haven't got to hardly any of it yet. Thank God it's Friday. That's right. Thank God it's Friday. It's 8.35 is our time. We're doing a Brewer's Briefing. That's what we, what we call this thing. Brewer's Briefing. You, you can find it on the podcast world out there. Bye, gosh. Brewer's Briefing. And, uh, you can download an app for your phone. It's called The Brew. It's always got something to do with The Brew in there. It's on the app stores for your for your phone. Check it out. It's really it's free. Hey, it's cool. It's a cool app. All right. What do we got? We got stuff to talk about. 918-756-3646 is the number. So many things. 
So many things. But we're going to play this first. Uh, I just came across it. The WHO general director, uh, whatever his name is, Tedros, maybe, urging states to sign. Now, we're talking, when we say states, we're talking about around the world, countries, states, to sign a pandemic treaty, treaty, and IHR amendments, which will sell our rights to unelected globalists. Now, this is not conspiracy theory. This is happening <clears throat> right before our very eyes. The next pandemic is not a question of if, but when, and we cannot afford to repeat the mistakes of the past. That is why WHO's member states are negotiating a new pandemic accord or treaty and amendments to the international health regulations to strengthen the legal framework for the global response to pandemics. And here he is talking about it right here. Let's listen to some of his, this garbage right here. Last month, the UN General Assembly adopted a political declaration on pandemic prevention, preparedness, and response, underscoring their commitment to meet shared threats with a shared response. The COVID-19 pandemic appended lives and livelihoods, disrupting societies and economies, and exposed and exacerbated political fault lines. Can I stop right there? Did you, so he just said the COVID-19 upended economies, you know, countries, livelihoods, everything. No, sir. No, sir. It was not the COVID-19 that did that. Any more than the damn flu does that every single year with the same death rate. Am I right or am I right? No, sir. It was you people. It was you globalist ignorant leaders out there that don't know what the hell you're doing. You're asked from a, wait, that's the wrong button. That was supposed to be my, <laughs> my sensor button. Hole in the ground. Sorry about that, kids. I missed, it was the same color button, and I messed up. That's the problem. It was the response, not the COVID nineteen. That was a, that was the problem. Anyway, he goes on to say, "I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm telling you, and and our government right now, the Biden administration is all for it. If they haven't already signed on to this deal, they they will. I think they already have. And what this is doing." It's giving this this body, the WHO, global powers to have a, a concerted effort on how to handle the next pandemic that they're planning. Okay? The pandemic. It's coming. And they're planning and and, and I'm telling you, this is gonna it's gonna be lockdowns if they want to do lockdowns, mandated vaccinations mandated masking, whatever it is they want, they decide for the planet. This is what's happening. And they're wanting countries to sign on to this deal and say, yes, we will comply. That's what they want. They're asking states, governments, sign on. Let's get, let's get consensus. Let's get it. We got to have a world response, a global response to destroy these bad that are coming to get us. Well, guess what, Mr. Tedros? I wish that was louder. I got to make that louder. I can't even hardly hear it. I don't want to wear a mask or take a vaccine that could make me, make me die. I ain't doing it. We're not going to comply, boneheads. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We're just, you know, if we're just not going to comply to your ignorance. Anyway, it's happening. It's a soft coup. It's happening. It's all over the world. Here's somebody down in the, where is this? This is over in the UK. This lady's talking about the same thing. She's like, hey, this is not good. Um, we're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. Bingo. Um, 70 countries at least are involved with this, 50 supported by the U.S. Yes. Um, and the justification requires you to believe that pandemics are common and that they're caused by humans um, catching diseases from animals. Yes, the humans catching the diseases from the uh, platypus, uh, and that they're not created in the labs. 
and we all know better than that. We all know, like they think everybody's dumb. <laughs> like we don't know that this is being created in the labs. They're they're jacking around with this stuff. We we've seen enough. We we know you guys are doing all this stuff. You're playing around with the, in the test tubes, and they want us to sign off on this treaty deal. Power grab, man. Uh, here, here, it's just. Okay, I'm warning you. So you know, you, you've been warned. You, you know, it's you, you listen to this program. You will learn stuff, man. I'm telling you. Whew. Okay, what else have we got happening? We got so many things out there. What else? Okay, so we got this shooter on the loose up in Maine. Have you? What about this deal? This maniac has killed 18 people. They this is the numbers changing a little bit. Injured 13 in Lewiston, Maine. He's he went on a rampage in a bar and grill and a bowling alley. Three people remain in critical condition. They surrounded his house last night for hours. They still haven't caught the guy. They don't know what's going on. Terrible, horrible situation. Deadly shooting. This guy is a what's his name? His name is Robert Card. And, um, they're, you know, giving us a little bit of information about the guy as it, as it scrolls out. He was military trained guy. Um, you, you know, you, you're watching all this deal. I'm sure you know more about it than I do. He, he was schizophrenic. They say that he was having some mental problems. They know this U S army reservist. That's what it is. Spent two weeks in a mental health facility this summer. After exhibiting dangerous and threatening behavior. Okay. He was issued a rifle from the National Guard. I think it was. Uh, that's that's the weapon, I guess, that he had. You know, people think, and of course the gun grabs are going. Like, it, it's all over the news now. All the leftists and all the main, got to get the guns, get the guns, get the guns, get the guns. It's the gun's fault. It's not this guy's fault. It's the gun's fault. And they think that we don't have any rules already in place for crazy people getting guns. Like you, you can't be crazy and go get a weapon. I mean, if you, if you've been, unless you lie on your form, I mean, you, you, they're going to ask you, are you crazy? Yes. Okay. Well then you can't get a gun. Anyway, it's a horrible situation up there. I don't, it, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's odd. I mean, what, what, they'll find this guy sooner or later. They will find him. But it's still hunting for the guy. I don't know what else to say about it, but but I know that the U.S., the they're trying to come after the guns. Kamala Harris, our, <laughs> our vice president, what, what else can you say about it? She's talking about how to take the guns from you right now. Now, Australia, prime minister, is in, is in America. They had a big dinner last night at the White House. And, and she's talking about doing what Australia has done with uh, our guns here in the United States. Let's gun listen in. Gun violence. Has terrorized and traumatized oh, so yes. many of our communities in this country. Yeah. And let us be clear. Let's be clear. It does not have to be this way. As our friends in Australia have demonstrated. All right. So what did Australia do? What did they demonstrate in Australia? Well, what they demonstrated in Australia was a a uh, confiscation program where they took 700 or 650,000 privately owned guns from citizens in a mandatory buyback, mandatory buyback. We will take your guns from you because we're Australia. What is what we're going to do? That's what they did. <clears throat> and th this is what they want to do. So when you hear Democrats say, oh, we don't want to take your guns. Well, there you go. There's one of the top Democrats in your party right there saying we need to do what Australia did. What did Australia do? They mandatory buyback our guns. See, they're lying to you when they say they don't want to take your guns away. Now, I'm not saying every Democrat in the world does, but you know what I'm saying? Their party, the platform, the policies, if they could implement the policies, they would take every damn gun you've got. Yes, they would. Don't argue with me on that now. I'm right. Always. So anyway, so she's saying the quiet part out loud. We need to do what Australia has done and take your guns. Okay? All right. All right. You guys are weighing in. I'm not even talking to you. The windy Chevy text line. Let's see. What, what's Tony saying? Did you see this week that the CDC came out and said that the COVID-19 booster 
shot given with the flu shot causes a higher risk of stroke in older adults. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. Now, listen again. Slow it down. The CDC has come out and admitted now, if you get the COVID-19 booster along with the flu shot, elderly people, listen, you're at higher risk of stroke. But guess what? What are they still recommending for everybody, including the older people? Get your flu shot. Get your booster. It's insanity. It is criminal. It's worse than insanity. They're doing it on purpose. I'm telling you, these people are trying to kill us all off, and, and, and we don't even see it. It's right in front of our eyes. I'm telling you, I don't you think I'm crazy. That's all right. You can think whatever you want to think. How can they continue to recommend this stuff? How can they not take this off the market completely? This is criminal. It is unconscionable. It's a big word. I, don't ask me to spell that. Anyway, it's terrible. Let's see what Fayroy is saying here. Do not forget their targets, old, weak, hypochondriac, easy targets. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you what. So there's a there's a video. I can't play it all because it's eight minutes long. But there's a lady down in New Zealand that's given a uh, uh, a, uh, 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 she, she put a video out. Dr. Robert Malone put it out on Twitter and said, this is stunning. The world needs to see this data. She's talking about how many people, how many tens of thousands of people were killed from the jab. Okay. The COVID-19 vaccine. And she's got a statisticians down there. And they've done all this. They've poured over all this data. You should watch this. I don't know what her name is. Her, uh, um, it's off Kim.com. But anyway, one of the alarming things she said in the data, they showed one particular clinic where 30 people had gotten the shot at the same clinic, the same day, one after the other. All 30 of those people are now dead. Statistically, pretty much impossible. And yet, they want to, they want to mandate it. And yet, and yet, ladies and gentlemen, in Texas, our good neighbors down there, they're, uh, what, what was he? The, is he the speaker of the house down there in Texas has continued to, to, they, they, they have decided to, to maintain mandates for COVID vaccinations for the colleges in Texas. Now, I don't know if it's every college. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I just saw it come down to Pike this week where Texas is going to continue the mandates for vaccinations for college kids. I mean, I don't know what these people are doing. I, I, they're obviously not reading. They're just, <laughs> they're getting paid off. They, they have to be. They have to be getting paid off, man. There's no other way around it. It's insanity. It's criminal. They're killing people. They're injuring people. They're stroking them out. And yet they keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. I, I'm telling you, I don't even know what to say about all that. It's just, and then they wanted, you know, sign the treaties. And then I'm, I'm telling you, we are, we are pushing, we, we are in the end of end of end of times as we speak. I was, I was, uh, intrigued. I, I was sitting at lunch yesterday and I came across a, a program. It was a sit down talk with Dr. Piper, John Piper, not Everett, uh, and some other smart Bible dudes. I can't remember their, all their names, but they were talking about eschatology. This was back in 2009. It's like a two hour thing. I haven't got to get through it all because I haven't studied eschatology very much. The end of times. And I'm, I'm, I was listening to it while I was mowing the yard yesterday and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting into it. I'm, I'm anxious to see what they say, but I just look at all the control, you know, I know a little bit, you know, I've read the Bible a couple of times, you, you know, you, you know, some like we got, we got, what does it be one? We've heard of it all, all of our lives. One world government control. Antichrist will rise up. There'll be like a central control, central power. The world will, will fall for the person and it'll be, you know, it's going to be chaos, the great tribulation coming and all this great battle and stuff. And I just see all of the, I see all of the foundation being laid for all of these kind of things to actually happen. You know, the central bank digital currencies where they can control your money. 
That's coming. It's, it's already there. They got it in places already. It's already in, They're experimenting with some stuff. We haven't seen it yet totally here. We don't even use cash anymore. They got all that kind of figured out already. We're using debit card and credit card and this, that. We're hard, almost no cash. And there's the central bank digital currencies are coming. They're going to force it upon us. It's a matter of time. They want everybody to get vaccinated so they can just get you, you know, depopulate. I mean, it's, it's all this control, control, control. They want to censor people. They want to have mechanisms to censor certain narratives. I mean, big tech, you know, you, you can't get this on search because, well, we don't want you to see that. So we're going to change the algorithms and blah, 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 blah. All this stuff is happening. It's all lining up. So what are you doing about it, Brewer? <laughs> Not much. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I need to be doing more, you know, but don't you see it? It's just like, it's all just lining up. It's just, and you know, right now we're in the brink of world war three sitting right there at the doorsteps, looking at all that. This thing, Turkey is just full on blabbing about how bad Israel is and America and everybody helping this deal is to try their bunch, you know, butchers. They're talking about Hamas is, it's not a terrorist organization. Turkey is a big deal. Probably ought to keep your eye on them. They got lots of military capabilities. And they're just blabbing up a storm over there, and it's not good at all. Um, so anyway, so there's that. So uh, let me see. What else we got? What else we got? We got this. What is this? A Chinese fighter jet, did you see this, flies within 10 feet of a U.S. B-52 nuclear bomber. What? That's what it says. I can't, what, what? The South China Sea territorial dispute between China and the key U.S. ally threatens to flare into a crisis. Oh, good. That's what we needed. Another front of some sort of crisis over there. During the nighttime intercept, the People's Republic of China flew, a pilot flew in an unsafe, unprofessional manner, demonstrating poor airmanship by closing with uncontrolled excessive speed, flying below, in front of, and within 10 feet of the U.S. B-52, putting both aircraft in danger of collision. Now, what would happen if that happened? They just happened to crash into one of our B-52 nuclear bombers? I doubt they got any nukes on board, but even still, how, well, how are we going to respond to that? Oh, sorry. It's playing around. Didn't mean to crash your B-52. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me right now? What, what, what you see? Nobody's afraid of America, man. They're just taunting and poking the bear. And right now, the bear has got oatmeal for brains and is asleep up at a freaking White House looking for a change of his diaper. That's what we have happening. Nobody's afraid of America. Because we've been sitting around studying pronouns and being ashamed of our whiteness and got to get, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. Anyway, it's a disaster. Who said this was a feel-good Friday? I, Wrong. <laughs> Wrong again. All right. What is this? What is this? What is this story? I got, I got this up here for a reason. What is it? Oh, it's talking about, uh, antidepressants causing people to go crazy while the mainstream media gaslights you about there not being a connection between SSRI antidepressants and mass shooters. They're not telling you the that in 2004, the FDA was forced to put a black box warning on all of them that says the following. Anxiety, agitation, panic attacks, insomnia, irritability, hostility, aggressiveness, impulsivity, acathesia, whatever that is, hypomania and mania have been reported in adult and pediatric patients being treated with antidepressants for major depressive disorder, as well as for indications, both psychiatric and non-psychiatric. This is the warning that's on these pills nowadays. All the psychotropic drugs that they've been given out to people for no reason. And we need to see if there's a connection between all the mass shootings and the psychotropic drugs. Hello. Is that, is that just seem like reasonable? Let's just see. Oh, but no, Big Pharma is in control. They own everybody, so that's not going to happen. 
I'm not sure, but what Goldie Hawn is not on some of this. Have you seen this story? Goldie says that an alien touched her and it felt like the finger of God. I think she's on antidepressants, but I, don't, I can't verify that. Goldie Hawn may have had a very close encounter with the third kind. She claims an alien touched her once. Yes. But she says she claims rather than being ambushed by little green men, she had, in fact, asked aliens to visit her. She had asked them, and they did. The star, now 77, revealed the incident happened in her 20s. She was living in California at the time where there were a lot of UFO sightings. I went outside my door. I sat on the little ledge, and I looked up at the dark sky. And I saw all these stars, and I, all I could think of was, was, are we the only one on the planet, the universe? Are we the only ones? She called out to any aliens listening, saying, she knows we're not alone, and I would like to meet you one day. <laughs> That's what Hollywood does. Okay. And so what does she claim? Hang on. Here it comes. Four months later, she was settling down for a nap in a friend's car while working as a dancer and heard a high frequency in her ear. She claims that when she saw three triangular-shaped heads, silver in color and a tiny little nose, no ears and a slash for a mouth, the aliens were pointing at me, discussing me like I was a subject. I was not able to move, but the aliens touched me like, and it felt like the finger of God. It was the most benevolent, loving feeling. This was powerful. It was filled with light. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading the story. Oh, my gosh. I needed it. You know, you needed something to distract you from uh, what else was happening in the real world. They've got to throw some of these Goldie Hawn stories out there like this. Like, oh, she's been touched by aliens. Great. Uh, probably by demons. <sighs> okay. So what do we got? We've got a two, is it, what, two minutes left. Is that all we have? All right, anybody, uh, we get the, everybody's, we've, we're all good. We've got all the news. <laughs> we've covered some news today. And that is going to probably do it for the program. i got to get it out there on the, on the website and get the podcast up there. Don't forget again, tonight's football, Henrietta taking on Roland at Henrietta. If you can't make it out of the game, listen or watch it, actually. We'll do a video stream on the Brew TV Sports. Listen to thebrew.com. And they, the uh, Pecan Festival is going on today in downtown Okmulgee. It's happened, so get down there today while it's not pouring down freezing rain on you. Because that's coming. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Help us. Help us, Jeebus. All right, so that's that's coming. Anyway, so you guys, would you promise me to have a fantastic weekend no matter what, even if it is raining? Because rain is good. Rain is good. I know it's, it's bad if it rains on your parade, but it's, it's always good. And so enjoy yourself, be happy, love people, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Man, I was going to play a good thing for you today, a little motivation. I'll have to save it for Motivation Monday. I've got a great motivation thing, but it's too late now. It's a three-minute deal. It'll, it'll remind me Monday, okay? No, not Monday. We don't do a show on Monday. Remind me Tuesday to play the Monday motivation, <laughs> okay? And I haven't even had a Bloody Mary yet. Anyway, you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for tuning into the Brew. It's time to buy, trade, and sell it with Tricia on Tradio right now.